up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is the Easy Podcast. And that voice you're hearing is not Zach, it's Eric. That's right. He's getting better at it. <laughs> um, man, it, weird times. We, we've, we've already talked about, you know, uh, self-isolation and quarantine. And uh, as we were about to record this, we got the official word here in Arizona to uh, stay at home mandate is uh, been ordered till the end of April. Okay, but is it a shelter in place? Here's the That's thing. not the verbiage. I mean, the, use, legal, yeah. the legal wording. Isn't legalities weird? It, it, they are because, yeah. you know, it was like quarantine mm. voluntarily. It's like, hey, stay at home yeah, or stay the F home. Depending on how but, angry okay. you are about but, it. Right. And I think a lot of people, not, I don't want to get on a weird tangent here, but people are using quarantine, I think, in, you know, just obviously like a blanket expression. Sure. If I tag quarantine, then my post shows up. All right. So, <laughs> but people are, people are saying like, you know, oh, self-quarantine, you know, self-quarantine, I'm being quarantined, I'm quarantining myself. You're not really, though, because the self-quarantine applies to, like, if you were around someone with a confirmed case of COVID-19, yeah. and then you're doing a self-quarantine to make sure that you don't, you know, spread it any further. Right. Um, what you're actually doing, if you haven't been near someone, is you're, you're self-isolating. Right. Like, that's the actual verbiage. To sure, yeah. So, if we're going to get into legals here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, shelter in place, that's not the law, the rule, or whatever you want to call it. It's not the law, I guess. But um, the mandate that they put in is stay at home. And it's right. mandatory until April 30th, they said. So, yeah. podcast will be a little different uh, for the next few yeah, weeks. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll figure out how to... Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We will continue remotely. the podcast because this is the 21st century, and yeah. we can do it on a remote scenario. So. Yeah, and even less people can listen. <laughs> Cricket sound effect here. Which at four o'clock today, there's a new update. So there's new firmware. Update. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the Roadcaster Pro, which is what we use. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we use Rode Pod mics and the Rodecaster Pro, and we really like them a lot. It's it's fantastic. So easy it's, to uh, yeah run around with. So. I mean, that coupled with uh, Anchor uh, is just the the ease of use and the quality of what you get is yeah. The, it, it's that sweet spot for the cost to value ratio. Yeah, and Anchor.fm is our uh, it is actually our sponsor, and but I mean he's there. I haven't found an easier way to, with as much customizability, like right. customization. Like um, you can, if you if you listen on Spotify, you see this, but on Apple, I don't know why Apple Podcast doesn't have it yet. But there's custom artwork for each episode. Anchor just makes that an easy like one button upload to do. You can do season orders, episode order. Like it's it's so like robust. But that the, is really cool. The user interface on Anchor.fm is so awesome. So, anyways, uh, there's not a better time to start your own podcast than right now because. I mean, what else are you doing? So are we recording an ad? Is this yeah, an I mean, ad? I guess that was an ad. There will be another ad in like, <laughs> I don't know, you probably opened the uh, episode with an ad, but here's another ad. Sorry. Ad, ad of Palooza right now. Um, but yeah, what have you been doing? Well, okay. So um, I got in the, and thank you, Amazon for Prime for still shipping through all of this craziness, which, you know, they've. Hired a hundred thousand yeah. drivers, which is great. They you did know, dump their the, same day though. Yeah, because that's probably yeah, overwhelming. I'm sure. Um, but uh, so, with that being said, I got two wireless um, packs. 
one was the Rode Wireless Go. And, oh, you did get one. And the other one was the Sikoni. Sikoni. I don't know that one. Um, it's like just an Amazon brand. K-O-N-I-N-I. Yeah. Sikoni or Sikoni. Um, and it was it was like, it looked like a knockoff from the Wireless Go. It's made in China. I didn't dive into, mm-hmm. it's half the price. But my, so I shot some B-roll with it. I put it on my little product turntable and I did yeah. some um, kind of pre-production for the, I'm going to do a shootout between the two and then put both of them through their paces for some in the wild episodes. And my initial response, my initial reaction was, wow, they, they provide you more in the, in the cheaper one. There's like a nice kind of, it's not a full hard case, like a Pelican hard case, but it's a firm case. Okay. And, um, with the wiring and, um, the charging cables and I mean, there's just, it was a more robust package. And this was for the what you got. The one, one was half the price. Wow. Yeah, but I haven't run it through, run it through the paces yet sure. to, to test quality. But spent all um, their money on the packaging. Maybe, you, <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. YouTube videos coming soon though. So yeah, you got nothing but time. Yeah. You got your stu- you got your little studio slash office all set up it's, yet? Well, I mean it's functional. Yeah, it's not totally dialed in because there's still boxes everywhere. Right. So for the next you know, few weeks, there's probably going to be a lot of boxes, but I got some, some new, uh, led accent lights, which they're really cool. Real moody up in there. Yeah. Kind of creating a vibe. Um, dude, they were, I think it was four lights for 40 bucks. Wow. And the quality of the light, the build, like it's, it's a solid, it's metal. The casing's metal. The, the, I mean, and the, LED has gotten so cheap dude, now. Uh, I mean, I remember it was so expensive when it first came out, but here we are. $40 for four lights? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to confirm that. It might be it might have been 40 for two. Hmm. Yeah, for four. 12 12 watt color LED floodlights. Um these guys right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're just accent lights. Sure. They're, you know, you for room, you know, mood lighting or whatever, or party lighting. So have or, you shot stuff with them yet? Um, I I shot the B-roll. Okay. With, with that. Have you thrown it in an editor? I'm curious about Flickr. Yeah, I'd be curious about Flickr too, but um, I looked at the footage and it was fine. Wow. All right. Um, I put it, I mean, it wasn't pointed directly at the light. There mm-hmm. was a guitar in front of the light and then, then the light was back. It was backlighting right. the guitar and it looked great. Yeah. Cause rolling bands, like it, if you've shot around cheap led or fluorescence, right. Yep. You get that weird rolling band mm-hmm. shutter thing going on. And, um, there's a really good plugin though that we use, uh, whenever that happens. Cause we go to a lot of like, um, uh, lower income countries and stuff for, for, right for uh trips and 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 not trips but it makes it sound like a vacation but you know we're filming b-roll and stuff in these places that are just fluorescent lights or in they're the cheapest fluorescent lights you can get you know right so uh you get a lot of that rolling shutter rolling band issues and um digital anarchy makes this flicker free plug and i think it's like 149.99 so you know 150 bucks but um it works incredible. So, and it yeah. works in uh, Premiere and I think 
it's definitely Premiere and After Effects, but I think it's also in DaVinci now too. Oh, cool. So if you're rocking those, but I I don't think they have it for FCPX. Yeah, which uh, I heard um, FCPX is doing a two weeks free, I think, for um, yeah, Logic X and FCPX if you want to test it out um yeah download like kind of like demo for it and see if it's the right i mean if you're not currently working well they on used anything, to do try. they used to do 30-day trials do they not do that anymore i don't you know you're asking huh? the wrong guy i've That's been interesting i've been adobe yeah for i so mean long I, now. yeah i haven't been on fcp yeah for a long time but if you're you know if you're editing in you know i don't know uh iMovie or something on your phone and you're like man i wonder why well, just jump on something on my macbook uh or whatever it has to be an apple but uh you know, I wonder how FCP really is. Just give it a shot. It's, from what I understand, it's really come a long way. And, um, you know, it's, to me, it's not quite as robust and, and polished as Adobe still is. But there's a lot of features that when I was messing around with it, it's been, gosh, like six years now. But uh, I liked, I like a lot of the magnetic timeline stuff. And, yeah, so give it a shot. Uh, you know, you, again, you have nothing but time right sure. now. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, what else have you been doing? You been watching anything? Oh man, I've been. It's like movie night every night. Which sure. I, I th- this part of it I love. I so I'm yeah. I'm loving quarantine because we all have dinner together, and because <laughs> you have to because we have to, um, which is really great. And um, I'm grateful for the recalibration of that rhythm in our family. Sure. Because you know we get to connect and we're connecting. Um. And I think having dinner together and then doing movie night, you know, Every like, okay, night. what, yeah, what, <laughs> what are we watching tonight? So, so yeah, I finished, finished, uh, containment, which was 2016 containment containments where the CDC scientist creates this kind of really na- this kind of weaponized huh. virus that ends up getting out. Of course, and, as, and it, so as they, it does. So they set up a containment area called the Cordon in in Atlanta. Yeah, and I don't know this one. Huh. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. And then it makes you understand and appreciate quarantine a whole lot more. Sure. I mean, COVID-19 is nothing like this this virus that they had in the, in the it was like, it was a series. But... Um, it was like 14 episodes or 13 episodes. But it it gives you appreciation. And it's weird because it's kind of like on some mild levels, that's what we're in. Right. Like globally. Yeah. Like, but you see just the deprecation of society inside, you know, sure. and, and lawlessness and that whole thing. And, and, and the scary part is, is that you look around, you know, there's, the the run on toilet paper. There's the run on bottled water. There's the run on, uh, you know, face masks and gloves. Yeah. And, and then there's a run on ammo and guns and and all this. And and then it's like, wait, what, 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 what's going on here? So, for the average person that's trying to get something, yeah, it's not so easy anymore. Yeah. Uh, well. I mean, you know, yeah, so you keep, let me stay you, on track. The, the royal you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, like seeing these people, like just, mm-hmm. I saw a video, uh, I was watching a Red Letter Media movie and they were talking about um, Cabin Fever from, I think, 2002, which I've, I've never seen, it's Eli Roth's first movie, but, um, 
And they had like a clip in there of this lady that went to some store and she bought every roll of toilet paper that that store had. This must have been before like people started, you know, stores started locking down on like only two allowed per customer or whatever. Yeah. And, um, but what she says in the video is like, yeah, I went in there and I bought them all so that nobody else could have them. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, that's you, wrong. You, first of all, what like this is gonna, this is gonna pass, right? And you're gonna still be a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, exactly. Now you are completely judged in a world that can end your career in a, in the instant of a video becoming viral. Sure, absolutely. You're a moron. You are a moron. So yeah. I, I, just be nice to people. Get you know if you do go have the ability to, to buy four packages of toilet paper. It should be because you're ding-dong ditching your neighbors <laughs> and leaving a pack on their doorstep. Yeah, right, in, a, in the most wholesome cool. of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which actually my wife and I, we were talking about doing some of that, like ding-dong yeah. ditching our neighbor with a note, like, hey, from your friends at right. you know, what, yeah. our address or Enjoy whatever. Enjoy quarantine. Here's a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think that's a fun way to get some exercise and then also encourage your neighbors and, you know, be kind at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, let's see what else I've been watching. I've watched onward again. We went went ahead and bought it it? for the family so we could watch it and, which is cool because when you buy it, now it's yours, you have it. Yeah. Right. So you can watch it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, so like unlike going to the theater, right. You, you pay the same price. You're not going to well, actually. Sway you're going to pay more. You're not going to sway me <laughs> to your theaters going away is a good thing. It's not going away, and it's not a good thing that it would be. No. Um, listen to last week's. Oh my gosh! Don't listen to last week's episode. <laughs> there were some funny moments. It's a mess. Uh, we did not know what to talk about last week, so uh, it, it's it's all over the place. But if you enjoy the ramblings of two madmen, go go back and listen to it. We we definitely talk about why movie theaters going away or movie theaters becoming digital movie theaters is not a good thing so uh and i still hold that that value but yeah i picked up uh 1917 oh you did um i think uh yeah plex has both been a good thing and a bad thing for me so (laughs) uh, hmm. yeah the quarantine is being i'm getting flashbacks of last week i know the quarantine is bad on my on my uh well i guess my wife and i's wallet uh not, not really though. Uh, I'm, I'm selling prints right now to, to funnel my, oh, no. my 4K Blu-ray addiction. But, um, but yeah. So I have 1917, I picked up, and then uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey just had a 4K oh, release. Oh, nice! And yeah. also The Shining had a 4K release, and uh, so I got collector's editions of the. I, I, you have a, you have a, you have an addiction. I have two addictions. You have an addiction problem. Um, one is it hurts, posters. It hurts me yeah. that you selling flat stock to fund the other one. It's okay because I bought the flat stock to sell anyways. Oh, okay. You're so, flipping it. Yeah, it's a yeah. flip thing. Okay. Um, yeah, and you know, I made a little bit of money uh, enough to to buy some some steelbooks. So, uh, yeah, I, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped buying just normal movie like anything that's not. Um, Please send donations mm, to the Easy Podcast mm-hmm. Show at gmail dot com yes. so that you can fund Zach's new house so that he can house mm-hmm. all these new steelbooks. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, I dwindled down all my Blu-rays uh, 
you know, just just did the collector's editions and the steel books, and it's like, oh, I've got quite a bit of room now on this new show. We got a new bookshelf too. Right. For it. So you got rid of the old ones for the Plex to make room for the new ones. Apparently, <laughs> I didn't know that's what was happening, but here we are. So now I'm like, I looked at it this morning. I'm like, oh no, I'm doing what I I just did. Uh, See, so yeah, I got to pull that back. But yeah, I'm only gonna buy like, you know. First of all, it's only going to be like really nice versions of physical media. Is I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them as long as they're still offering them. You know, physical media is it's on its way out, unfortunately. And um, I'm gonna take those things to you know. I like I like collecting that. I, luckily, I don't collect like not luckily, but you know, space wise, I don't collect action figures or. Um, I do have a handful of action. Yeah, figures. yeah. Your office has quite a few, but um, and I've, I have a few, but I've I've gotten away from it. You know, uh, I, there's a few that I'll keep. Um, I think there's actually still some in like a tub in my my mom's place in Oklahoma, but um, yeah, there's a few that I'll keep. But for the most part, like I don't I don't have a whole lot of like collector stuff except for <laughs> I got the <laughs> I did get the Doom Guy helmet from oh, doom okay. eternal the yeah. collector's edition of that which came in and mm -hmm. it's wearable and the lights up and oh you just reminded me i totally got scammed so facebook scammed yes facebook needs to regulate their freaking advertisers a whole lot better and mark zuckerberg if you're listening uh -huh. bro bro don't just be taking people's money because they're spending it to get ads on there and then they're scamming thousands upon thousands of people there was what are you talking about okay so three months ago or four months ago you brought up helmets and and i was like i got an ant-man helmet like the oh, marvel i the knew this was gonna one. happen remember I we talked this. about this i said this I was on the like, podcast oh, this i said you're great getting because because they're normally they were normally like 150 bucks a piece they were less than half price so I ended up getting an Iron Man one, an uh -huh. Ant Man oh, one. Let's let's rephrase that. You ended up paying money. I ended up getting scammed yeah. and just gave some Ukrainian company, you know, eighty five dollars. Yeah, or maybe it was hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure I called this out as we were I talking. Think so, about and it. I think we talked about it like, yeah. and it might have been more than three or four months ago. But oh, yeah, I'm still bitter. But so he didn't get his Ant-Man helmet. No, and I didn't get the Iron Man helmet, too, Iron which Man. is the one I was most and, and excited about. Would you get Thor, Thor's hammer also, or no? It was Thor's yeah. hammer, yep, and okay. then those two helmets, and I'm like, this is a sweet little, yeah, for this, you know. Yeah. No. No. Scammed. Yeah. Well, that'll teach you. If something looks too good to be true, mm -hmm. it usually is. So I, I stay away from those ads in and on instagram because instagram's owned by facebook and right. on facebook for that reason yeah usually if i see something on instagram or facebook um i'll first i'll like search it on amazon mm -hmm. and if it doesn't come up on amazon i'm like this is probably not a real thing or or i mean obviously there's well, there's some scammers on amazon too well sure but i mean if you're if you're buying things on amazon and you're not getting like you're not looking for the fulfilled by amazon or the sold by amazon right or fulfilled by amazon warehouse like you come on like yeah. you got to do your homework you can't just buy things off the internet eric right well you know i like buying stuff <laughs> off of the internet <laughs> yeah we'll do that extra 30 seconds of research and, and yeah yeah it'll, yeah, it'll help fair enough time, but anyway yeah. <laughs> rabbit trail so anyways got 1917 shiny yeah, and, some 4k uh, stuff. yeah some speaking 4K of 4k uh-huh i rented bloodshot 
in 4K last oh boy. night. And it wasn't bad. But it wasn't great. It wasn't great, no. I mean... Do you remember anything about it? I do. Oh, I mean, okay. it's your. Wow. T- it was your typical... Did it feel like an early, like not early 2000s, but like it a was mid-2000s like action movie? It was kind of like a Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's not Vin what I want to hear. <laughs> oh, wait. So you mean The Fast and the Furious? <laughs> it wasn't that. Um, but uh, the one of the evil doctors is... One of the evil... doesn't You don't remember his name? I don't remember his See, name. I, it's but guy, he was the same Pierce, actor. Right? He was the same actor that played um, opposite... Um, Iron Man and Iron and Man Iron Three, it's Guy Pierce. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I know you. Yeah. You're a bad guy." Which you're, while while we're going our, through, Eddie, he he becomes yeah. off as a good guy in the beginning. I'm of like, course. "No, you're not good. Of course, you're playing the same role." He plays. Or is that the same? No, that's um, that's a different guy. And um, who plays Vulture in Spider-Man: Homecoming? Uh, mm. Michael Keaton mm-hmm. in uh, the RoboCop remake, which is fantastic, by the way. Michael Keaton is Michael Vulture. Keaton. Yeah. Birdman. Birdman. Not before or after. It was after. Well, Vulture was after, I mean. Yeah. Anyways, Birdman's great. Um, <laughs> speaking of Guy Pierce, though, in a movie that's good, um, if you are looking for a, like a kind of modern Western to go watch, uh, he's in this movie. It was all, I think it was all filmed in Australia, mostly, because I'm pretty sure Guy Pierce is Australian. Um, but anyways, it's directed by John Hillcoat. And it's fantastic. It's called The Proposition. Oh. It's really good. I don't know if you can find it anywhere, but uh, search it out. And yeah. It's, it's probably it's somewhere. really good. I'm sure it's somewhere. I mean, I was able to find Lesson Zero on Amazon. That's true. Yeah. In a streaming solution. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I watched... Um, oh, gosh. What did I watch? Oh, uh, Western. Wow. Uh, the Quick and the Dead. Oh. Have you seen this? I have not. So 1992 or three, which I didn't realize it was that old. That's not old. I know, but <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it's almost 28 years old. It's almost 30 years old now, <laughs> that movie. Um, Sharon Stone and it's Russell Crowe's first American oh, really? film and directed by Sam Raimi. So of Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. Uh, man, it is, it's so Sam Raimi, but as a Western, and I, I really, I really love it. I, I, I'd i seen it growing up, you know, a few times. I, Westerns were kind of my jam. and um, They still kind of are. I mean, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, yeah you're not uh, wrong. <laughs> there's, there's not a whole lot of Westerns being made anymore, you yeah. know, but uh, obviously. Once upon a time in Hollywood. In Hollywood, and I guess it's kind of a western. I mean, there's what you know because neo noir western. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. great. I mean, it was western ish. Yeah, I mean, it's about I guess, a character that played westerns. I guess it's about the only. So. It's the only guy that's making westerns right now because <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, yeah, Django Unchained, <laughs> and uh, well, and Robert Rodriguez's flavor of westerns too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I do like um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I think that's mm-hmm. actually a really good movie. Johnny Depp's great in that. Um, every, actually everyone's really good in that movie. So it doesn't make any sense continuity wise with the first two in the series, but who cares? It's really good filmmaking. So is, yeah. yeah, go watch uh, once upon a time in Mexico. Uh, it has nothing to do, but the proposition, a, the proposition and, um, the quick and the dead, if you can find it. 
And bloodshot if you're totally bored. Mm. <laughs> and there's wow. a lot of boredom going around. That's a, I mean, it wasn't bad. I like the concept. I guess it's based on a comic. Yeah, it is. And um, Image comics. Yeah, graphic novel uh. or something of that nature. But uh, I, I like the premise of the storyline. And, um, you know, it's fun watching stuff blow up. And Did you ever see uh, Memento? Yes. With Guy Pierce, yes, I did. It's Memento, right? Kind of. Yeah, it I mean, of, it, no spoilers for Bloodshot. It's pretty new, but uh, I mean, I know. And, all about and it, we're so. not talking about that on this episode, by the way. That's no. not the future. <laughs> no, sorry. We're uh, talking about the number one. It's what everyone's talking about right show now. Show in the freaking world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you. If you <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess we should probably just get to it because there's a lot to talk about here. And it's kind of a Western. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a 21st century Western. Man, I mean, it's got, I mean, there it's is, got there there's is horses, there's the, guns, there's wild there's animals, wild animals and murder and, and intrigue and backstabbing. And, and, some, and some belt buckle wearing cowboy oh, boot toting. <laughs> Swearing <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're of course talking about Tiger, Tiger King. King. Yeah, everyone's talking about Tiger King. It. You texted me. <laughs> what was it like uh, Thursday in the last week or something? Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, you were going over things that you had watched, and you're like, "Yeah, I just finished up Tiger King." I'm like, "What the heck is Tiger King?" And so I made the mistake of. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> of going on, I think it was it was either Twitter or Reddit, and searching Tiger King, and I immediately knew I uh, I was in for a rabbit hole. Yeah, because it, it's so. The first picture I see is this guy with this bleach blonde mullet in a in a auto parts car hat. Hugging a tiger with his with bedazzled pink, <laughs> yeah, bedazzled pink, uh, you know, button-down shirt and his big old belt buckle and his cowboy boots, and I'm like, what the heck is happening right now? <laughs> so, and then I, and then I proceed to see a bunch of people on, you know, then it starts to blow up really quickly yeah. on on Instagram because everyone's at home right now, so right. it's not like it things things are blowing up a lot quicker on the internet right now than usual. Um, and it's the craziest thing it's online. It's so right insane, now. It's and the just, memes are amazing. <laughs> it, it's it's oh. it's a whole season worth of I don't know how many episodes. I think it's eight. Is it? eight episodes yeah. of or six of, maybe of memes. Yeah, like basically, whole, it's like meme central. It's a meme generator. The whole thing. Yeah, start to finish. Where do we start? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess some backstory. Like, <laughs> like Rick, Rick starts it out like uh, maybe somewhere in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the producer. Right. Of the, uh, of the reality show. This, this is a weird. Okay. So yeah. if you don't know what Tiger yeah, King is, Tiger King, Tiger King is about this guy named Joe Exotic. Um, and I forget his real last name. Well, he eventually was, has like four well, yeah, last it's, names. It's it's Joe Monroe and then Joe Passage and yeah. then Monroe hyphen Passage and like his original his like birth name is like Joe Sh- not Schrodinger but it's something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um um like yeah, Schneebly. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 
Um, it's a little school of rocket. Yeah. Um, and basically, this guy has a, a wild animal park in the middle of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's like southwest of Oklahoma City, I think. And has, I think, initially started kind of with the attitude of really wanting to, like, save these um you know, Man, these exotic animals yeah. that are being traded or it's whatever they don't Because the footage from early on, like, they, were, they showed clips of, of him, like, when it first yeah. opened. And it looked like he was really trying to help be a part of the solution. And then got caught up. In the glamour in, of in it, the, yeah. Yeah, and then just <clears throat> became this personality and had an internet show and they were putting on an internet show every night yeah it was daily it was a uh, daily insanity. show and then and then had a, a producer come in to do an actual reality show from dallas yeah yep and and so they were produ- they were producing that and it the, it just unfolds this weird uh just cd <laughs> with these characters yeah the, the kind of around the exotic animal trade yeah they say something the cats they say something at the beginning about like you know monkey people are this way and right then like and, and, and cat people cat people they're <laughs> vicious they're uh oh gosh conniving or something like that yeah they and then you get into it and you're like yeah cat people are freaking weird like <laughs> they're they're a whole nother no pun intended breed of people and they're all very similar, though. It's all a very similar like, yeah, archetype of person. Yeah, there's some kind of definitely some strange... Yeah, um, hyper-aggressive. Characters, yeah. Super arrogant. Um, yeah, ego-driven. Oh, yeah. Greedy. It, it's, <sighs> it's a whole thing. It, it's... it's. Uh, anyways, by the end of it, though, I'm like, I'm pretty pretty disgusted at everybody exactly and you're like just ready for it to be over well i described it to somebody as this and and they thought it was a perfect illustration i said it's like watching a train wreck yeah and the train wreck happens with the engine and so when the engine falls apart or has wrecks then every car after that wrecks into it like it's like and it's just like this domino effect yeah and that's kind of what the entire every episode is another car crashing into the into the beginning the beginning of the episode starts the car the the train wreck and then by the end of the episode you've now lost three more cars and then it continues that progression <laughs> every episode the pacing of the craziness yeah it just does not stop. i will say that like the the editing of it in the overall it's like the story arc trailing is probably some of the best that netflix has done yeah um they've gotten i, I mentioned uh oh gosh it was the ted bundy documentary a while back that i watched and then um there was another one that i that i i don't know if i finished it or not but and they were just kind of, I don't know, just very generic, straightforward documentary style-wise and not super engaging, in, engaging in, like, subject matter, but not in storytelling. Right. And uh, I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And once they were done. But this thing is like, who, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say whoever, <laughs> but I'm going to look it up. But um, I think the biggest thing that I took away from this was just, like, Whoever came in 
and it is this um well it's two people rebecca chalkin uh and chocolate jaclyn and eric good but eric good is the guy that's like talking to him every once in a while you see him and he followed them for like five years and um whoever came in and sorted all this footage like the i can't imagine how many assistant editors they had and and just normal editors they had and the metadata collection and the documents that were because like i was thinking after maybe the third or fourth episode i was like this is an insane amount of footage and um like this moment works perfectly for this part of the narrative that they're right. trying to say. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you even come across? You don't, you don't accidentally, mm-hmm. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. You don't accidentally come across this. No. And you know, the footage wasn't all shot on the same camera, kind right. of camera. Yeah. And you know, you had his internet. How are you footage sorting all that? Yeah. And, I mean, it's this. So the quality of the footage from, from one shot to the next varies. Yeah. And you can tell that, but you're absolutely right. The, the way that it's put together it supports the story in such a way that it's it's amazing. Okay, so there was seven normal editors and then an additional four assistant editors. So that's 11 on the editorial team. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, it was just slapping metadata together so that whoever was working on whatever could grab that piece like oh he says this we need everything that says this and, and like transcriptions and oh it's just, it's it's blowing my mind thinking about it right now <laughs> the amount of just pre-production right or, or, or not not pre-production but like the amount of setup that they did before they even got into starting to edit sure yeah um and it comes across as like it's just such a master class of um documentary storytelling mm-hmm. from a guy that like film things for years and it's not like this crew showed up at the beginning of it they didn't have they weren't logging things 10 10 years ago when it all started perfectly and so they had to get all this stuff and to make it cohesive and like work is is insane okay so from the storytelling standpoint the way that they set up the characters introduce the characters develop the characters yeah um, it's like a series of like short films stitched together with the you know that oh, are all yeah. loosely tied to this bigger story. Well, the th- which is that's how life is sure. really, and um, yeah, you don't find I, out everything about someone immediately. No, and yeah. I think I, and I think the way it, it's kind of a emotional roller coaster of yeah. you, you know this guy and kind of endears himself to you, and then he's kind of a douchebag, and then you know it's like oh man, you need to you know you're you're like you're going to jail, you punk, and then the next thing you know you're like he got set up. I mean it's yeah. this it's this whole ride, um, and the ride where you feel bad for Carol because she lost her husband, and then it's like how does she know to to put sardine oil all over him to get the tigers to uh-huh. eat him? I mean, yeah. and so it's like maybe I'm not so sad for her, and then oh no, <laughs> Carol, know. but. I guess minor spoilers Honey. for Tiger King, but <laughs> you've seen Tiger King. Um, she definitely killed her first husband. There is, um, well, I guess second husband technically, but uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. But she definitely killed her husband. There is no doubt about it. And you were saying today that they reopened that case or they restarted they, the investigation? Just this morning, oh my they gosh. reopened the investigation in that case and she's going to be 
toast. Well, that happened with um, uh, making a murderer too. They right. they started you know going back into that after a film was made. After the Netflix yeah. documentary was made, so again, Netflix um, they they know what they're doing. I mean, maybe not so Netflix doesn't really care, but um, the the filmmakers. They're like, look, if we get this on Netflix, it blows up, goes viral. There's a good chance that, you know, something might happen here or, you know, an investigation might start up again or whatever. But, um, yeah, Carol definitely killed her husband. No doubt about it for me. Uh, she's insane. Uh, and, again, a cat person, just a cat person. And it's <laughs> They're all a certain type, and it's so crazy. And uh, Joe Exotic, though, Um Hmm. Well, so this guy is so eccentric and insane uh, and he just lets it all completely go to his head and I think you I think you might be right in that it started off with him just with the love of big cats and he he probably had a you know he, he wanted to maybe share the experience of being able to pet a, a baby tiger or whatever you know and and then it just he saw the lucrative lucrativeness yeah of the it. money yeah started pouring in right and you know and he starts doing these these bus tours and in the malls and then that gets shut down by carol and um you know the only the only thing i mentioned the editing but uh, there's i guess it's a bit of a spoiler maybe i'll just wait then um there's we want, a, we, should we just go ahead and throw out a spoiler alert and just carry on? Yeah, I guess maybe that might be the easiest way to All go. Right, let's we're gonna do a boop 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 spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Tiger King, pause this episode, sit down with your favorite popcorn or drink, and spin up Netflix, tune in to Tiger King, and prepare to binge because you'll be glued to the TV the entire time. Warning, spoilers ahead. For Tiger King, once you've done that, then come back to the episode and press play, and then you, we can continue this conversation with your former knowledge. Boop, boop, boop. You have been warned. Man, you really just, it's a waterfall when you do this. It just keeps going. It's like you don't know where to go with it, and you're just like, maybe if I can say one more thing, it'll just, I, I'll yeah. get there, and then it never gets there and then you just eventually whoop, whoop, whoop. um <laughs> okay you're doing the spoiler warning fine, next time fine i'll just i'll do the whole podcast then fine oh there it mm -hmm. is now it's the z what cast. is it the four episode four <laughs> where the uh we're in spoilers episode four when it burns down the the alligator den or what i guess it doesn't really matter what episode yeah just, the studio yeah okay so why is he keeping alligators in the studio i think it's just i mean i know they weren't in the they studio, weren't literally yeah, the right. same building it's kind of strange he, I guess it's just it's what he had, you know, it's the yeah. space that he had. And, um, I guess it was like $150,000 building. You know, at one point a, a contractor says that. And, um, there's a ton of footage, like I've said, uh, you know, I was talking about the edit in this and I'm really curious where a bunch of it came from because this place burns down with, at least a year or two years worth of footage. Mm -hmm. And this guy filmed every single person every single day. Yeah. All and day. Rick said that he didn't have backups, which by the way, back up your footage. What are you doing? Yeah. Like yeah. you're that's so best practice. 101. Yeah. So, so helpful tip 
from this episode, best practices to always back up your footage yeah. on a separate drive or in the cloud somewhere on a separate device so that if something happens to one, you always have, have it to go back to. Yeah. And there's uh, if you do have the budget for it, the common practice is you have one physical backup uh, on-site, you have one physical backup off-site, and then you have a backup in the cloud. Um, but people have kind of changed that down to just a physical backup uh, in the cloud, or sorry, physical backup on-site and then a in the cloud backup because, you know, most likely your cloud's not going to get destroyed. Right. But yeah. Um, where did all this footage come from? Because it question. does not, you know, I was watching it on, on my computer. And so uh, my monitors are, you know, they're two, 2.4 K or whatever monitor. And the picture quality, obviously on some of it looks like early two thousands picture quality. Right. I mean, it would, but yeah, the stuff, yeah, the stuff <laughs> that looks like it's from the period that Rick, the, the Dallas producer was there it doesn't look like they just ripped it off of YouTube or something. It looks like it's the straight original raw files. And so I'm wondering, like, if he had no backups, where did this footage come from? And there's a ton of it. Mm. So maybe they just didn't want to get into it. But they make a whole point of, like, that being a possible motivator for Rick burning the place down is that, you know, what what was the reason? I can't remember why they bl almost blamed Rick for doing it because there was footage, there was like security footage of him. Yeah, there's there's. But what was his motivation? Incrim potential incriminating evidence. You know, his relationship well, was falling apart with the with with Rick, and um, and he conveniently was out of town. Well, no, that was why Joe would have burnt it down. But why would Rick have burnt it down? Oh. um... Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I, I, they, I can't they, remember the yeah, reason. Yeah, there was some there was some potential. I mean, Joe, I think, and, and it might have been uh, a de the defense mechanism on Joe's part to blame Rick. Yeah. Um, oh, and because you see that in the footage, the security cam footage. Right, it's him walking with his dog. The, yeah. He's the last one seen in the camera before the fire goes up right which doesn't mean it was him no i mean he was there all the time it was his studio right. anyway right. so it's not like it's uncommon i'm sure but and he was living on site it's just yeah it's a whole lot of just finger pointing yeah um right but i don't even know where to begin with it it's so it's so <laughs> out there and crazy <laughs> if i i mean the whole thing the whole story of like why this guy by the way joe exotic like he's in jail is for an attempted murder for hire murder for hire, plot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it all happens because of this guy from Vegas. And this guy from Vegas is yeah, like Jeff handyman. I forget the handyman. Yeah. Name. Alan. Alan. Yeah. And they, they kind of like purposefully, you know, entrapped him, I guess in this whole yeah. thing. And then, yeah. but he didn't feel like there was enough, delved into like i wanted more well, super i mean that that's that's why that they, they slapped all those other animal charges on him simultaneously yeah. because they knew that murder for hire case was so weak to begin right. with and you know they, they so they got the they, animal cruelty they took and a deal yeah. you know they offered jeff a deal to not 
you know, prosecute him right. and his participation of it. As, and then Jeff basically coached Allen on how to how to have the conversation so he could get the same deal. Right. Um, because, you know, I mean, the, the sad part was is that I think Joe just um, wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed when it came to who who he chose to do business with and and oh obviously and how and how he went about it like you know i think he let his ego get in the way um i mean it's pretty obvious but yeah. every uh, single person in this let their ego get in the way exactly yeah. and they're just reacting i mean it's watching like a bunch of junior high kids you know at 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 lunchtime <laughs> yeah fighting over whose table's better and right. who got the better lunch and I don't know, your mom and <laughs> I mean that's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like a bunch of junior high kids yeah. having these I mean Well, it's it, a bunch of guys that never grew up and yeah. and are so just used to these lack of a better term, like pissing matches. Yeah. And whoever has the biggest cat ranch with the biggest cats and the most cats is is king and uh, yeah, it, it's I started off just like when I was watching, it's like, wow, this is, oh man, this is funny. Like I'm, I'm cracking up at these ridiculous, like it's clearly memes and, mm-hmm. um, it's these things are just so out there. You're like, what? As you're watching, just like, how can this, <laughs> yeah. what? It is so ridiculously is ridiculous? out of control. Yeah. yeah. Um, the hypocrisy on Carol's side saying, yeah. oh, we're big cat rescue. Yeah. And then you charge all these people to come in to see the cats Right, you're you're, doing the you're same not thing. doing yeah. anything different other than than what those other people are doing. Right, so let's not get that twisted. Um, not yeah. to not yeah. to mention everyone's all the a villain in this. You know, yeah, they're Every, all villains. They're with all different, antagonists yeah. <laughs> in this. There is no heroes. Maybe the guy that created this documentary is the hero, but totally. And uh, then Doc Antilly or whatever. I mean, oh that, Doc Antil, yeah, oof, man, that guy, cult leader, yeah, extraordinaire that's for sure. So cultish uh-huh. with you know his little harem and how he, yeah, ooh. His multiple wives. Well, and, yeah, and then Joe, well, with, all Joe with his with his three three two, husbands. Two, oh yeah, he had his third one at the <laughs> yeah, end. That's I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It's it, it's one big it's one big episode of Jerry Springer. Right. Is what this is. Let's it's so out of control. Let's talk about the music videos. Oh, dude. The okay, music so are Joe Exotic is also a country singer yeah and and he doesn't sing half bad it doesn't look and like it's i him don't singing. know if it's him but if it is if if, if it's him i think singing, it has to be he doesn't sing half bad right i agree okay i, I will admit that like he does he, not sing he half probably bad. should have pursued that more than the other and yeah and then found better. a stylist and he, yeah he wouldn't be in jail right now but um the music videos are surprisingly well produced I mean, they obviously they don't look like things that would be on MTV. I mean, no, I but mean, they, they look were better. probably produced ten or fifteen years ago too. So yeah, but they look better than most. Like you know, it's not some kid with his phone. No, he spent some he's, money. Yeah, on he's the got production, money for him, sure. For yeah. sure. And he, at one point, they they show like the DVDs, and he has a DVD. And it's like twenty two songs and sixteen music yeah. videos. Twenty eight like, songs. Oh, 16 that's videos. insane. Yeah. This guy's spent <laughs> so much money on so many things that it just 
I'm surprised he didn't claim bankruptcy five times. Like, well, you would just get the cats to get you know, knock out a few kittens, and which is I mean disgusting. that one. That uh, seriously, that one scene yeah. where he's walking out with those two kittens that had just been born, yeah. that barely fit in his hand, and he was like, "That's five grand right there." I'm yeah. like, "Oh, dude, you're so douchey right now." Oh, it's terrible. And and he didn't see well as he went. You know, he didn't. He saw less and less of an issue with it. It was a freaking t- tiger puppy mill, is what. Oh it was. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it definitely was. Um, check out some of his music videos, though, because they're terribly amazing. Um, okay, so my wife and I, after watching this, we sat and talked about who would play who. and In and the so, Hollywood in make the, of like, it, yeah. And so we're like, who would play Joe? And we kind of went through my wife's bringing up... Um, Oh, who did she bring up? I totally forget. And then I'm like, David Spade, Joe Dirt. <laughs> that, that David's played. Dave. I mean, I guess he's he's probably the right age now. Yeah. to do it. But he's. <laughs> I just feels. I don't know. It doesn't feel the. You think you think David Spade could be that like eccentric? I mean, I've seen him on Saturday Night Live. He was never. Yeah, he doesn't come across. No. He, he's crass and sarcastic, he, right. but he doesn't come across eccentric. Yeah, um, which for I mean. But so, yeah, so, so, you know, we were, we do this sometimes. We'll watch a documentary or hear a story and like, we're like, well, okay, well, who would play that role? Like, who would be, you know, like if we were casting directors, like who would we pick? And so we had, and we had a kind of a lengthy conversation about it. Turns out there's a Twitter war right now. Oh yeah. It's huge. And the celebrities are fighting over who they would want to play. And so People Magazine and a bunch of others have published articles in the last two days about who would play who. Um, So I would like to play a little bit of who would cast who with you on this one. All right. So we're casting for Joe Exotic. Well. Barring David Spade. Yeah. Who would you cast? I saw a really good Photoshop of Dax Shepard. <laughs> Dax Shepard's on people um, one, yeah. I think he would probably kill that. I think it would be really funny. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the thing, though, is do you make it a like a, just a comedy of this? Because this this whole story turns into a dark. It is a dark comedy drama. To, I mean, it's very I mean, it's it very is. Coen Brothers. It, yeah. <laughs> Esque, you know, very yeah. Fargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Oh man, I, forget forget fan casting. Let's fan direct hire here. I want the Cohen brothers to direct this now. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Or um, uh, Nathan something is the guy that did the Fargo TV show. I think mm-hmm. he would nail that also. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that would be great if you had yeah. the Cohen brothers jump on. I mean, there's no way it'll happen, but. I think Dak Shepard would be hilarious in it if you're gonna go that route, though. I don't, I don't know who you would do if you're gonna actually like dump into the 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 darkness and the murder and the the suicide and the, the actual animal cruelty of it. Because like David Spade or Dak Shepard, if I'm looking at them, I'm not, I'm not gonna see. You know, it's not scenes aren't going to come across right. as heavy as they right, should right. with those actors. So, who else do you have on that list, though? For Joe, yeah. Um, oh gosh, um, 
I mean, David's babe popped up obviously because of the Joe Dirt and the mullet, and he did that, and that, and that role was kind of funny. Um, but David Spade wouldn't be the actor that first comes up in my mind for that particular role. Um, Jared Leto. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Um, Ed Norton. <laughs> I don't see that no, at all. No, I don't see that at all either. Um, I think Matthew McConaughey could pull it off. Oh, no. I think he could just because he's super talented and being from Austin, he knows... Like he knows that that southern, you know the that that southern country yeah. vibe, and I think he could probably pull it off really well. Um, but yeah, hmm. all right, let's move on. Let's go to Doc Antle. Who 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 would you cast for Doc Antle? Well, he's not around anymore, but. If we were bringing people back from the dead, Philip Seymour Hoffman oh, would be been amazing. Oh, 100% Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman. He would have been really that good. That would have totally been the right pick. Yeah. Um, uh, man, I don't know now, though. Okay, so people had Will Ferrell. I don't think, I, I don't think so. I think he could do it from kind of the lighthearted kind of... I it's just the th- I I um, I hate Will Ferrell for the most part. Oh. Like I cannot stand him. I don't. I think what it the th- the problem that you have with casting Will Ferrell in that is you immediately lose like any sort of uh, heaviness or credibility to that character. It well, now did, did he ever really have any kind of? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Doc is 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 a credible good person. What I'm saying is that. He has that character, that actor, that that human being needs to be taken like a certain way, yeah. Because it's a right. terrible human being, right? Yeah. And I think if you cast Will Ferrell, yeah, all he's you too see lighthearted is, and it's, yeah. yeah, and he's endearing and it's not the right. You remember yeah. in uh, is it Wedding Crashers where they go to Will Ferrell? Yes, yep. he's crashing funerals. Yeah, that's all I would see. Yeah, is yeah. that just terrible kind of human being but in a I, I don't know it just doesn't it doesn't hit me right philip seymour hoffman's the right choice uh, i completely yeah. agree go get a time machine um i think steve martin could pull it off because <laughs> he's huh. he's funny enough to to make it quirky but he's also serious enough to where you saying steve martin though made me think martin short Martin Short could play that character. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, give Martin Short a ponytail and yeah. and an extra hundred pounds. And an extra. And, I mean, yeah. he's he's did it with uh, Lim- Lemony, not Lemony Snicket. What was the his his character? I can't remember, but um, yeah, I think he could totally do that. I mean, we're the the problem that you get into is like, do you cast do you cast actors that are the same age and like look or do you because Dax Shepard is he looks nowhere near 55 or whatever right. you know Joe Exotic right. is yeah but you, that's what makeup artists right. are for so yeah. do you I guess you gotta think because you can do anything with makeup now yeah 
what actor? I mean, <laughs> I would love to see Christian Bale as Joe Exotic. He Christian would, Bale could totally put or not Joe Exotic. Sorry, um, mm. uh, Doc Doc Antle. I think Christian Bale could do a Doc Antle. Yep. I mean, he could do he could do either one of those. He could. You I know mean, what, dude? He's so Here, versatile. Here's the end of the fan <laughs> casting. Uh, Christian Bale plays everyone. <laughs> there, there you have it. Christian Bale plays everyone. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, one character though that I think would be pretty hilarious is Danny McBride playing the Jeff Lowe character. Oh, that's funny. Because Danny McBride definitely has a lot more of edge to him yeah. than like a Will Ferrell or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think you could, if you had Danny McBride in that role with just like a, some... 20 year younger than him models and he's got these cats like i'm already seeing it like yeah. the movie it, the, the, it's already there it's yeah. in my brain it's playing right. right now and if you're listening to this and you've seen eastbound and down you've already seen right. this like it's he he could definitely do that role i think yeah so for me for jeff um i i was thinking like a woody harrelson could do Jeff. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. He kind, kind of, of like Zombieland, you know? Yeah. Um, you kind of get that weird vibe. In, oh, gosh. What is that movie? The End of Hunger the World Games. movie. No, the End of the World movie that he's in. Oh. Is he uh, in 2012? Is that what it is? Um, I haven't seen 2012, so I don't know. Oh. Um, I think it's that. He's, he's like living out in the woods in an RV with a big antenna. Is that... I don't, know. I don't know. Somebody tell me. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's but people movie. has Bruce Willis. As Jeff? As Jeff. Okay. Well. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that too. It's, I mean, I because mean, of the look. Maybe 30 right? years ago. Bruce Willis's look. Yeah. I mean, he could do, he could totally play Jeff. Maybe that would be good because Bruce Willis doesn't give a crap about acting anymore. So that's kind of Jeff's charisma was not yeah, just not caring at all about anything yeah, yeah and then mm -hmm. blowing up on a security camera for you know yelling at yeah joe for doing illegal things so i think bruce willis could probably do that he would basically just be bruce willis <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be much different at all yeah um okay so who plays carol baskin oh this is man. one this is one that my wife and i talked about first and and I thought that my first thought for Carol Baskin was um, my wife brought up uh, oh gosh um, the actress from Misery um, oh yeah she's Kathy Bates Kathy Bates aged out yeah I I mean she would be great she would be fifteen fantastic. years ago twenty years ago maybe. But, you know, that's why you got makeup and CGI. And, yeah, but, sure. You know. There is um, an actress, though. The one that I thought of, which is a yeah. total right turn, was Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale? Yeah. Underworld? Um, Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, that's what... Um, or do you mean like Kate... You know oh, no, Kate, no, no, no. Kate, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I got my Kate's mixed I was like, up. There's no very Kate big difference Blanchett. in those two. Yeah, 100%. No, Kate Blanchett is who I was thinking. Oh, man, Kate Blanchett would kill that. She would, yeah. She'd be so fun in that, I think. I think so. I, that's I mean, she's fun. such a great actress. Yeah. And she could, the, the, I don't think she has any problem, like, not taking herself too seriously either. Right. Um, she's a little cameo in, in Hot Fuzz, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's an actress, though, that I think would work really well. 
I'm going to say her name and no one's going to know who I'm talking about probably, but her name is Ann Dowd. Um, she's oh. justified yes. and uh, yep. she's in the handmaid's tale. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. This lady right here. Yeah. The, the, the one that the spinning wheel. Oh, one. come on. Buffer <laughs> her. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I'll post a picture, but I think she would be really good. She's a great actress as well. Too. Okay. So, um, people had Kate McKinnon and Lisa Kudrow. Kate McKinnon. Okay. Lisa Kudrow. I don't see Lisa Kudrow. No, that. I don't think so. I don't, I don't. What about, mm-hmm. um, she's blowing up everywhere now. Um, Laura, Laura Dern. Hmm. She marriage story and yeah. Uh, yeah. Just want Star Wars, last Jedi. Um, yeah, I could see that. Throw on, you know, a hundred pounds. Of, yeah. A hundred. I don't know. I'm, I'm really bad at judging weight by visuals. Yeah, me too. John Finley. Joe's first husband. John Finley. The guy with no teeth. Oh, with all that, the tattoos. That, that had to get the... <laughs> he yeah. got a cover-up tattoo oh, yeah, that cover didn't even... And, and it, it didn't even cover it up. That was I, the worst cover-up job I've seen. I think it was maybe just the first pass. Yeah, maybe. And they just didn't come back to film the rest of it. Maybe. I don't know. Because I was looking like, at it, I was like, man, put some roses or something yeah, around something that. Around like, put flowers. Because it's... Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely still see his name on there. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Who do you have for that? Um, so for John, man, who, um, my initial thought for John was, um, Pete Davidson, (laughs) Pete Davidson. (laughs) I mean, he already looks like a meth head, so I guess that would work. By the way, if you don't know who Pete Davidson is, just Google he's on, search. He's on Pete, SNL. I yeah. mean, he's he <laughs> he looks like a coke fiend, um, which I guess is fitting. Well, I know he's a pothead, and he's admitted to that. Um, yeah, but I mean, the dude. I mean, who knows what other things he might yeah. do? But I'm not. I mean, I'm not being literal here. He just looks his like stand up is so. I mean, if you like dry, yeah, um, witty humor. He's a new TV show too. On he, he's really good. He's yeah. really funny. Obviously you're not on SNL if you're not. And, That's and, debatable. and he, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't, his style doesn't resonate with everyone. Sure. Like particular for me, I don't particularly enjoy his, his style of comedy. It doesn't, I, I it doesn't resonate with me, but I appreciate. You can respect the craft. I respect sure. the yeah. craft. And, right. and I just think he's got, uh, the pauses that he has Man, Pete are, are a little bit too long for me. But anyway, yeah. but what I think Pete Davidson could... I think he could play Travis better. Yeah, and that's what my wife said. My wife said yeah. Pete Davidson for Travis. And I was like, yeah, mm, okay, I'll give you that. I think it would be funny to see like Matt Damon as... As John? As John. <laughs> Just because he would totally do it, like he would, he would do all the fake oh, tattoos and stuff, and he would sit there funny. and yeah. he'd he'd yeah. put on thirty pounds. You know, I think. Well, he wasn't that heavy. He didn't need. I mean, John was a pretty light, tiny, small dude. Um, people has Shia LaBeouf as John. As John, yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty good. That would be really good, actually. I mean, you know, and and part of it is that you know they've got this side by side and they're trying yeah. to cast people that look similar and i don't think you know with the in casting yes that's a that's an element to it but yeah it's i not think the end this all. day and age it doesn't it's not so much the 
the whole right. Okay, Tim Stark, the guy with the monkey, that partners with Jeff after Joe's out of the scene as, as they're building the new. Oh scene. yeah, he's only in like the last episode. Yeah, that character, I he was barely in it, like the last episode and a half, basically. I I, yeah. I don't remember much of that. Um, I think that I mean I think we got some winners there. Uh, Woody Harrelson, two people. Have, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think you could definitely get a, a really good casting on it. Or if you know if you just got a bunch of the the thing with the fan casting though is like I'm only interested to see this story in a fictional you know story way uh, or fictional fictional sorry fictional like narrative way. Right. Uh, if it's actors that like you're familiar with and right. like you're kind of it's kind of it that's part of the fun. It is. If yeah. they go in they cast like a bunch of unknowns and then someone be like I don't I've already seen the documentary right. of people yeah. I don't know. It doesn't like, work. Yeah. It doesn't work casting a bunch of unknowns. Yeah. So if you're not going to do it, I mean with Woody Harrelson or somebody, you know, like just don't yeah. do it at all. Or uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is, is Jeff or uh, uh, John. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Gosh, they can't afford that cast. No, they can't. But it would be fantastic. It would be really funny. It would be. It would be, dude. That would be a major. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to see that. It would be really funny if we started getting these like these self isolation videos of actors pretending to be these characters. I think the only part. Like the where where the episode or the show falls apart for me is in the second to last episode. There's a phone call conversation that's recorded with Joe while he's in prison, and it sets up the last episode and the last line of episode you know uh, seven or five. I can't remember how many there are, but um, the second to last episode. He says, like, man, once I tell you everything, you're gonna be like, why are you even in here, Joe? And then it like cuts to credits. The next episode doesn't do that at all. Mm. So like that's the mm -hmm. only like edit like like miss miss to me yeah. is the next episode just furthers the point of why he's in prison yeah. to begin with. But then it also shows that every single person involved should probably be in prison as well. Right? They're all terrible individuals. Um, but to me, like that felt like that line was just in there to cliffhang and that was the only purpose of it and it didn't feel like there was a payoff to the cliffhanger in the next episode so right, right. Like yeah it, there was if this would have been in it like, was a setup that yeah, left you hanging if this would have been in like yeah. a long form or just a, a two-hour movie a setup that wouldn't have even been in the right in the cut at all right so if it needs to be in there just to I mean, people you're gonna like i'm gonna watch seven episodes of this and then not watch the last one i mean right. you don't need that setup right because I was expecting this huge, like, bomb to drop in the last episode of, like, oh, wow, why is this guy in prison? All of this was malarkey, and, like, he was totally set up. But, no, it just furthers the point of why he's in jail. Right. And he definitely should be. And yeah, yeah, you know, and the interesting part was he, he, meaning Joe, got caught up in his... You know, he's like, "Oh, I'll run for go I'll run for president." Oh, yeah. And then, well, n now I got a kind of a taste of the glamour of yeah. make making a, a popularity run, and so I'm going to run for governor. And right. Then, um, and you just see he gets like has this mental breakdown, and it's and it's in a way where he loses sensibility and is just caught up in the celebrity yeah 
Um, you know, he's being followed around with cameras and, and the, and the edit and the storytelling does a great job of kind of, as he goes through that, very subtly drawing you through that into, into the space. Like, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the guy is uber douchey. Like he's, you know, brandishing his gun and shooting at people, you know, and, and, and it looks like it's in good fun, but you don't do that. Like that's not, that's not fun for anybody. No, a sane person doesn't yeah, do that. Yeah, and you, you just see there's kind of a loss of grip on reality. Yeah. And and then the pride that he has to bury Carol Baskin just consumes him. Yeah. And and he wastes millions of dollars fighting her and doing that. And it's like, dude, what? yeah, this isn't the smart, you know, and he had people around him telling him, Hey, let it go. Yeah. You know, just it, it's, it's a funny internet meme. You can have those internet battles and, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. But he, don't, he, he took it way he, too far. Yeah. He, he let the, you know, he let the people retweeting and, and reposting and, and all this stuff of what he was saying, get to him as if it was affirmation. Right. And it wasn't, you right. know, it was just people being people and thinking it's funny and th- thinking that this guy's crazy, but then follows through right. almost, you know, follows yeah. through on something. And it's, it's sad and depressing that, um, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about these characters that, I mean, cause that's what they are. They're basically characters. They're ridiculous and terrible and pathetic and yeah, sad I mean, you know and 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 all of these animals that suffer potential murderers yeah potential, potential murderers, murderers right. and and polygamists and cultists i mean who and, i mean yeah. and who knows what else right you know so well i mean at one point weren't they talking about you know snakes the one guy that they they get the interview with who's like a mexican or colombian ex-colombian mob guy or whatever that collects oh, yeah, tigers. Yeah. yeah, the and he said yeah, they he used was, to ship cocaine and snakes or whatever. Yeah, he was. Um, no, he was from Cuba. Cuba. He was Cuban because yeah. you know they they drew the the Scarface parallel. Oh, know. right, right. Yeah, and, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, no one is good in this, and it's yeah. Because if you're a customs agent, you're not going to grab a snake. You're like no. hell no, I'm, right? But, <laughs> and how do you even scan a snake? I mean, you yeah. have to cut a snake open, which is what they do. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it's the last two episodes do a really good job, I think, of, like, selling the narrative of it, which is basically, like, having these animals in captivity for your personal enjoyment is bad. Right. And these people did bad things, and this is not a good... I mean, there's even the one line where, you know, he says, yeah, I had to give my two orangutans away to an orangutan um sanctuary yeah in florida right? in florida and they f- they got to hug each other for the first time in 10 years right. did i deprive them of that for 10 years it's like well yeah yeah you deprived them of everything right. for 10 years yeah and the thing that blows my mind is like there's what are they they said there's something like five thousand to ten thousand uh, big cats in captivity, yeah. and there's only like two thousand or three thousand. There's four thousand still in the wild. In the wild, with tigers, which We're is talking crazy. about tigers. Yeah, sorry. And there was fifteen uh, up to fifteen thousand in captivity. That's crazy. Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Why? First of all, why didn't the legislation pass on this? Like, I who's what legislator is like? Oh man. Big cats. That's my jam. Like I, I don't know of any senator or house of representative, or whatever. Like, who, who's loving big cats this much? Like, just pass a law that says you can't own endangered animals for personal use anymore, right? Or, or not even personal use. Like, if you're not a like state functioned through tax like zoo, what are you doing with you know? Because I mean, I mean, even though yeah, that's that's a that's a whole other thing too. Is yeah, like our zoo's Carol, good. Carol's mm. gonna say we're big cat. We're gonna put right. the word rescue yeah. in our name, right? And we're gonna make our bit our our business model sound yeah. like we're doing the right. You know, like well, she's got. I mean, all of them are hypocrites. Yeah, every all, yeah. last one of them, and you know, but she spins it. She's like, "Oh, we're friends with PETA, and we're friends with the government officials, and you know, I'm sure they're you know having cocktail parties with them yeah. and rubbing elbows and that whole thing." But she's doing the same thing. I mean, yeah, they've 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 got these big cats in captivity. And then the hypocrisy of Joe calling her out on the way that she was feeding some of them, you know, through that little yeah. thing. And it's like, dude, you were doing the same thing with your orangutans. I know. So, what, yeah. like, hang on. <laughs> Which I didn't even know. You don't even know he has, like, other animals until, like, yeah. the, the fourth or fifth episode. Right. And it's, yeah, it's it's not good. Um, well, I think that's a good segue. Not segue, but, like, a roundabout way of getting to where we started, which was legalities. Right. And, um, yeah. Yeah, what what justifies things being a zoo and what justifies them being right and wrong and uh, yeah, man, yeah, because like I've been to the San Diego Zoo, yeah, things are still in cages and a part of me is like that's that sucks, and then the other, another part of me is like, but the money that goes into the San Diego Zoo is also going to help, yeah, wildlife refuge, and it's like how you know, but but I don't know, you know what, I don't know how much is actually going to that, I don't know the breakdown. Right, it kind of made you go, wow, what are are the zoos doing? Because you know that some of the zoos got animals from in this circle of freaks. I mean, you know, I'm not outing San Diego Zoo specifically because they weren't, you know, I've I've been going to San Diego Zoo since I was a kid and loved it and and felt like the vibe at least Mm -hmm. and what the marketing has been is that they're they're helping and they're, they're being a part of the solution. Um, so I want to believe that. Yeah. Um, but I would buy, be naive thinking that, you know, zoos around the country haven't got some tigers right. from Doc or from yeah. or from Joe. Because they talk or, about or, it yeah. in the yeah. documentary. And they say, yeah. oh, those are, all the, those are all the sheets for, for sales. Right. And then they don't talk about that anymore. Right. And so I'm like. There's probably some big names in there. I'm sure there is. You know, at least at least some celebrities, if not maybe, you know, I mean, you brought up before we started recording like Sig- Siegfried and Roy. Right. And he's, you know, Joe Exotic's kind of the 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 redneck Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> he totally yeah. is. He and, totally uh, is and and his and he went from he went from safari clothes in the beginning to his flamboyant oh, yeah. Siegfried Just outfit didn't and care. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on a throne. Yeah. So. Uh, 
I think you know if you're if you're looking for something to watch and you haven't already watched it, like most of the world has. Um, Number one on Netflix, yeah, for like two or three weeks now. It's an in it's incredible documentary storytelling. It's very very well done. Uh, hats off to the crew on that. Like it's just it feels so polished and uh, thought out. And I really, really respect that from it because yeah. so many times you just get kind of a documentary. It's just kind of like the A to Z of of events that happen. But this just, it weaves through, you know, storytelling and twists and turns and then comes back to something else. And it's like, oh, that happened there. That also happened there. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's, the setups and the payoffs uh-huh. are so yeah. well The paced. foreshadowing, it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely, it's edited and told as if it were just actually scripted by a yeah. writer yeah. so um I, hats off to the crew on that it's it's great and from a filmmaking standpoint it's one of like i think my gold standards now of documentary storytelling i think yeah. it making a murder um there's a couple other ones that are uh the the um the an innocent man is really good too um and yeah i just i think from that aspect of it it's it's one of the best and yeah. Uh, I hope people take away though that like this isn't this isn't cool um these tiger things like yeah you have that initial reaction of holding a baby tiger and it's adorable and it's cute um but like think of all of the things that had to happen for that to happen and well yeah it's an instagram photo yeah right and and, you know my instagram feeds at least for this day when i post this is gonna blow up because i got a tiger and you don't but guess what happens in six months? That tiger is no longer pup size. And no, it, six to eight months, they're four hundred yeah. pounds, and right. they're gonna eat you when they're hungry. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably put like a link, maybe to WWF or something in the. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, WWE. We're gonna have some wrestling. No, WWF, <laughs> the World Wildlife Foundation. Okay. Tool. Um, <laughs> just, just, just to be safe. So. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just you know. I don't want to just uh, mention this and, and just be laughing at the memes because there is a much larger message to this. There is, yeah. And it's especially proven in the last episode and in the, the closing credits, you know. Yeah, um, the girl that lost her arm says... Oh, that too, not, yeah. the, Her dialogue at the very end is is perfect. Yeah. Not one animal benefited from any of this. Yeah. Not one. Right. And... It's such a perfect little just cap yeah. on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check it out. It's uh, it's on Netflix everywhere. It's an absolute wild ride and uh, a pretty powerful message towards the end. I think um, Tiger King. That that's about it. That's it. We want to close this out, Eric. Yeah, let's do it. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, you can find Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Abbott. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at Eric Thurston. You can find the Easy Podcast on your favorite streaming platform in addition to on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on YouTube at the Easy Podcast Show. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns, please send those to Zach at the Easy Podcast Show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Meow.